Okay, everybody wants good love, that's true, I know Derrick Jones about to break it down with the relationship gumbo Welcome to the podcast, ain't no doubt we all need this Ay, Cause better relationships need better ingredients Ay, So if you want better relations, it's about communication Finding love, staying together, we all wanna make it better Yeah, Derrick Jones the host, your relationship coach Thank you all for tuning in, relationship gumbo And welcome to another episode of the Relationship Gumbo Podcast. My name is Derek Jones, and I am your host. I'm a certified life coach, an engineer, a strategist, and a mental health advocate. And you guys know last month was Mental Health Awareness Month, but we don't stop it, man. We're going to talk about all this stuff all year long, um, and we're going to get some education. We're going to get some learning. We're going to have some fun. And more than, than anything else, we're going to get some healing. Um, and let's do it together, right? We all family here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce my guest. I'm going to let her tell us who she is because, um, you know, that, that app that you guys hate called Clubhouse. <laughs> magic happens there, whether you think so or not. There's ratchet stuff there, but there's also magic that happens. And this is one of those moments. Um, she found me on Clubhouse. We had a conversation and I, and I looked at her stuff and I was like, yeah, we got to do a show because this is an important topic. And um, we're gonna introduce her. So, without further ado, let me bring her up on the screen, and we're gonna get we're gonna get this thing cooking. Hold on one second here. All right, welcome to the show, Miss Bernadette Jackson. Welcome, welcome. Let everybody know who you are and what you do. Thank you so much, Derek. My name is Bernadette Jackson. I am a relationship engagement strategist. I'm the mastermind behind Her Suite for Fatherless Daughters. I am a podcast host to the Bernadette Jackson podcast, and I am your favorite fear investigator. The one thing I know for sure is that my father loss happened to me, but wasn't because of me. And when I started to stand in that truth, I understood that I deserved amazing relationships. And so everything I do now points to that. I wanna make sure that every fatherless daughter knows that she deserves amazing relationships too. And so I just create all of the safe spaces I can for her to learn, grow and heal. Wow, how's that for an elevator pitch? That worked, <laughs> that worked for me. <laughs> So, so let me um, ask you um, a, a first question because when I when I saw what you did, um, and especially the the championing of of just coaching and learning and helping people learn about fatherless daughters, the first question, the first thing I said to myself was, I haven't seen it packaged this way, like, and I don't know everything in the universe, but I haven't seen it packaged this way, and the way that you were championing it, because I'm a, I'm a nut, right? People will tell you, I, I consume all information. I went through everything. Mm -hmm. I went through the blog. I went through everything. Like, y'all know this. I went through everything. Mm -hmm. Like, like that. So uh -huh. when I saw all the information, it, 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 it kind of pulled on me a little bit because I was like, I know personally a lot of women who, who talk about it, but I also know a lot of women that don't. And that's why I wanted to to bring this on. So my question to you is, you just gave us like, like kind of a little blurb about what you do and being a relationship engagement strategist and having your brand and you, and you do, you know, multiple things. But what made this like one of the things that you really wanted to make a part of your actual brand as opposed to just doing it on a show topic? 
You know what? Like, I love that question. And a lot of people don't know that um, I used to be a chef. You know, like that's what I did. I was mm -hmm. a chef by trade, and then I decided to become a um, a vegan caterer, and I did all of these things. And when I was in that space, I had always known that I wanted to have my own business, but I always knew that there was something more. And I felt like um, after I understood my own story it became very clear to me what I needed to do. So I wanna backtrack a little bit. I mean, I gave you the introduction, I told you all of the things that I did, but it would be unfair for me to say that I'm the podcast host now, I'm in a relationship engagement strategist now, all these things without saying like how I actually came to that. Mm -hmm. So what happened for me is that um, one birthday, and I wanna say maybe around 33, 34, um, I was sitting at home and I was alone on my birthday. And I did not expect that. You know, I expected for loved ones to reach out. I expected to still be with the guy that I thought I was gonna marry, like all these things. But three days before that birthday, I had broken up with him. And mm. I was completely at my wits end. I thought that finally I had found the relationship that I'm about to you know, be with somebody who is gonna be my forever. I'm gonna have all the things that I ever yearned for the fairy tale. Mm -hmm. What I noticed is that when I broke up with him, I felt like a failure because it was like, you know what? This is yet another failed relationship that I have under my belt. I mm -hmm. don't know why this keeps happening to me. All I know is that I yearn for more. And so in that moment, I cried out to God. I was like, what is it about me that I keep attracting these kinds of relationships? Mm -hmm. And what he revealed to me in that moment was that I was a common denominator in all of my failed relationships. Mm -hmm. And until I changed, I wasn't going to see the change that I wanted to see. And when I tell you that that punched me in my stomach, Derek, yeah. I felt like the wind was knocked out of my sails. I was like, I know that you really not sitting up here trying to tell me that it's me. Like, what yeah. you mean it's me? No, nobody ever wants to come to that revelation, no ever. Never. <laughs> and so when I finally got quiet and I sat with that, I realized that, my father's absence was the lens through which I had viewed every single relationship. And the fact that I didn't know him very well, the fact that he was always emotionally unavailable to me, the fact that I didn't even meet him until I was 18, that he was like just not committed to knowing me deeply or any of these things. I had taken those characteristics and I looked at that as being normal. Like that was always my reality. And so that's what was familiar to me. And because it was familiar, that is what I always gravitated towards in relationships. And right. when I finally understood that, I needed to understand everything that there was about my fatherlessness, how it affected me, how it affected women in general, and then more importantly, what was the path forward? And so just in that, just in that realization, that coming to Jesus moment, I think I spent about three years like really working on myself. I read all the books that I could. I got really introspective. I started journaling. I started praying. I started doing everything.
everything. I started trying on new techniques. I started trying to figure things out. I call that time where I was just in the lab. I was like drawing hypotheses. I was like coming up with these, you know, um, numerical values. I was coming up with these equations. I was doing all the things so that I can figure out like who I was, what I needed, and how was I going to relay that in relationships going forward. And just in all of that, you know, I started to share this with people. You know, I realized that I had a lot of friends who also were fatherless daughters, which is something that, you know, is typical for us. We typically gravitate towards other fatherless daughters. And I started to share with them, like what I was learning, you know, what I understood about myself, all these things. And it started to like, you know, create a breakthrough in them. You know, they started to like, you know, silently, take back the things that I was saying into their relationships. They started seeing a change. You know, they started to like really become introspective about who they were and how their own fatherlessness was affecting them. And when these things started to happen and they started to come back to me and say like, hey, you know, I tried that thing that you said and it really worked. Mm -hmm. That is when I was like, you know what? Like there's something here. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was even looking for the solutions, I didn't find any. Like just what you said earlier, like, you know, you're looking for things like nothing was packaged in the way that I am um, selling it now or just like my brand. And it was like, because it didn't exist. It did not exist. I looked everywhere for the stuff that I do now and I couldn't find it. And I realized like, you know what? I'm gonna have to be my own rescue because I'm not going to find what I need out there. I'm gonna have to create it. And that's what I did. And that's just how this all came to be. Yeah, that, that, so, so with you saying that, right? The, 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 I think the reason why a lot of things we don't see packaged in a way that we can digest is because those are the things that we don't want to talk about or admit, right? right? And then when you, when you um, realize that deficit in, in your case and, and making it a part of your brand and all of that and in and, um, and, and your business, what ends up happening is, um, and I have a couple of comments I'm going to get in a second. I see them popping up in the peripheral. But what ends up happening is when you can find a way, which you have, um, to give people that thing that they might've been afraid to talk about and then give it to them in a way that they can relate to, then you found gold. Yeah. And, and that, um, that's a lesson that I had to learn it, it with my own journey. Um, it's just being relatable to people. Like people, people really want to see themselves in you. They want to see themselves in the people that you associate with so that they will feel comfortable to communicate it and, 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 and start the healing process. Cause mm-hmm. No matter whether people say it or not, most of us want to want to heal. We just don't know how to go about it. And, exactly. and that's why I love having these platforms and these podcasts, because we didn't have this stuff growing up. We didn't yeah. have this level of guidance. We didn't have like people went through stuff, but they mm-hmm. didn't tell you that they went mm-hmm. through it. So, yeah. so this, this is powerful. Um, let me read a couple of comments and then we're going to we're going to keep it moving. Um Dope Discussions with Erica podcast says I never wanted to admit I was the common denominator in my relationships. Yeah, that's like I don't think I don't think most of us yeah. <laughs> want to admit that. Yeah. And, and furthermore, when when we even when we know we got to figure some things out, a lot of us don't. We we may go back to the last few relationships, but we never really think to go back to like elementary school. Right. <laughs> like who does that? Right. Exactly. We don't we don't think that that's where the source comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I like what you do so much, because. You know, the whole fatherless daughter thing, 
a lot of a lot of young girls, you know, they were born into that. Yes. You know, so yeah. it, it goes even deeper. Um, and then um triumphant TV. Um, oh, he's, he's responding to uh, dope discussions. He's saying it's a humbling moment, and once you sit in it for a minute to really understand it, it's so freeing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It really when, is. Once you figure, once you really understand where it comes from, it's like the whole, it's like you, yes, <laughs> you're I, unintended. Ooh. You got new glasses on yeah. now. You can see, you yeah. can see things differently. So mm -hmm. yeah, that, that, um, that's something that I, I, I pray and wish that, that a lot of us really do because especially now the way people are doing relationships now, whew, anyway, that's a whole nother show. So we're going to go, we're going to keep it moving. Um, the next thing I wanted to ask you was, and you touched on it a little bit, but um, give us like a couple of a couple of points in your own life where like growing up those things that you now know. But now that you can kind of talk about what it looks like, like what were some of the things that would turn into the things that you would realize were the, the things that made you go maybe in the wrong direction that you saw by not having a father, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah, it does. I get what you're saying. And I think it really starts with the fact that um, like your father relationship is really supposed to be the one that teaches you how to be in relationships mm -hmm. with others, especially with men. And mm -hmm. so because I didn't see that at all with him and not very much with even my uh, stepfather or anything like that, it was hard for me to understand like what healthy relationships looked like. So mm -hmm. with me, I felt like something had to be wrong with me why my father didn't want to be there. Mm -hmm. And so I internalized it to be some kind of indictment against my character. And I always looked at it as because I clearly don't have value because this man didn't want to be in my life. I need to prove my worth in all of my relationships. And mm -hmm. so for me, that looked like always wanted to be perfect. It looked like um, overextending myself in relationships. It looked like always trying to create an atmosphere where people who I was in relationship with, whether it was friends, family, or significant other, that I created this atmosphere where they needed me for everything. Because I felt like if I did everything that I could possibly do for them, that they would not leave me. They would have no reason yeah. to go anywhere. And so in all of this, I was neglecting my own needs and desires. Yep. You know, like I didn't speak up about what I needed. And a lot of times I didn't do that because I didn't think that people cared about that. I didn't mm -hmm. think that if I spoke up about how I felt that somebody was going to, you know, respect it and was going to honor it. And I didn't even want to find out if it was going to be rejected. Like this was the other right. thing you know, constant fear of rejection, constant fear of abandonment, always wanting to be perfect, um, being in what I call this fear of abandonment cycle. And right. that is where, you know, I would stay in relationships way past their expiration date. I would try to fix things that I had no business being in. And it also looked like me sabotaging really great relationships because I felt like I didn't deserve to be there. So it was all of these things. You know, when I was younger, it was uh, promiscuity. And fatherless daughters suffer with that a lot. Like, you know, yeah. thinking that our body is the only asset that we have. And, you know, it's what we give because it's what people want. 
the not saying no, the having no boundaries, all of these things are ways that fatherless daughters will present themselves or show up in relationships, you know, and it is it's really hard because a lot of times simple things, you don't even understand that this is also affecting it. For instance, like your desire to control everything that is huge for fatherless daughters. And it also, and it all stems from the fact that they didn't have any control over not having their father in their life. So now they need to be able to control everything else. Yeah. that they have yeah. in their orbit because yeah. that is how they can reduce the anxiety that they feel that something is going to go wrong. There's always this perpetual feeling that the other shoe is going to drop, that the rug is going to be ripped out from underneath me. All of these things are how fatherless daughters show up in relationships. You know, it's yeah. so many things, but I'll just stop there because I can. Yeah. Really yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> but yeah, so, so, so that, like there's people on here saying, wow, this is so good. Um, Trying for TV says, wow. Giovanni Jackson says, hey, hey. Um, Mind Your Madness Experience said, this is so, so good. Speak, sis. These are things, right? Like I said earlier, that maybe a lot of women know maybe subconsciously, like they don't necessarily want to admit it so they don't speak about it. And some just flat out just don't even know yeah. that, that's the, that, that that's where it comes from. But we do know the behavior though, like the behavior, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. we'll, we'll call these people, I talk about this on my show all the time, we'll call the promiscuous one a hoe. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll label these people by their behavior, but, it, but if you it really like peel back the layers and I say this almost daily now. My wife always says, if if you see this type of behavior, I guarantee you she didn't start out that way. Yeah. And, <laughs> and when she used to say that early on, I used to be like, what are you talking about? Look at what she's doing. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, Derek, they, we don't start out this way. And, and it took me a while to get it, but I got it now because <clears throat> women, period, Black women, especially, what I've seen as a man, even over this past year or so, just blew my mind. And I consider myself a person that kind of knows a lot and I research a lot. But to hear the pain, to hear the the where it came from, mm -hmm. and to know that it's not a few, it's yeah. most. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I think about as men, how we go into a situation and how we treat you and how it kind of piles on to all the other stuff, right? That's I don't know it. if you want to speak about that, but. <laughs> that's it. Like, honestly, like that's really where it's at because even to your point, there are 84 million women in the United States alone who self-identify as fatherless daughters. And that's across all races, nationalities, ethnicities, and whatnot. 84 million women. And so because fatherless daughters are always labeled as, oh, there go that angry woman with them daddy issues and stuff like that. Nobody is ever sitting up here thinking about, well, how did she get there? You know, like we don't stop to think about what happened to you. We always ask right. the question, like, what's wrong with you and whatnot, but we don't ask what happened to you. Right. And if we really just stop and ask that question, I feel like it will just 
be a collective side for you to really sit down and talk about how a lot of the relationships that you've had have made you feel. Right. I think that it just goes without saying that relationships are the type of thing that you actually need to learn skills in order to have great relationships. And you don't just get that magically. There is no magic right. download that comes and says to you, you know what? Okay, I'm about to give you all the juice so that you can now have a great relationship. It doesn't happen that way. Yeah. You yeah. actually have to go out and learn these skills. Yeah. And even, even people who have had the benefit of a two-parent household, a lot of them still don't get it. They see yeah. it, they have something mm -hmm. to aspire to, but they yeah. may not yet have the skills in order to maintain the relationship that they want. And yeah. so now fatherless daughters are way behind the eight ball because we haven't even seen that growing up. We don't even yeah. have the example or the litmus test to even aspire to. So we're out here grasping at straws, trying to figure out how to do this thing. And, you know, a lot of us feel completely just uh, like left out there, you know, like yeah. most of what we're looking for a lot of times is just to feel safe emotionally, yeah. physically, mentally, sexually, financially, like all of these things. And if we felt that safety, I think that we would really be able to say, this is right here where I hurt. This is what's been going on. And I wanna share that with you because I yeah. feel safe enough to be my most authentic self. I feel yeah. like if we can start having conversations like that, and if you know men can hold space for women in general and not judge them by what they see, but simply ask what happened to you, I think that it would break down a lot of the yeah. barriers that women have up in thinking that men are not going to be supportive, they won't understand, they're going to judge them, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So that we can now tell you exactly what's been going on and allow you to partner with us in the relational healing that's only going to come in healthy relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I have um, at least one guy that's, that's listening now, but we, um, and I talked about this on my on Instagram, uh, even just today that, that, um, that I'm going to be a part of a, a, a panel of men that's going to come up every week and just talk about, because, because we can't talk about, women without talking about our part to play in it and and we got to really like you got we got to shake our brothers and say look man this is this is the outcome this is the outcome of not only not being present for those who aren't but also the outcome of the men that are dating women who are fatherless daughters and, and um i did i had a question that speaks to this it, it just triggered me mm. um uh, he asked, where is it? He said, oh, how would a woman identify these behaviors? Mm. So I guess it's like, you know, how would a woman, and I don't like go as far in as you want because I know you still have a brand. How would a woman get to a point where she realizes that her behaviors are because of this source? Well, I first want to identify like, you know, what a fatherless daughter is. So a fatherless daughter is any woman whose father is either absent, deceased, or physically there 
and emotionally unavailable. That last one, a lot of people are very, very surprised by because like, oh, well, my father was in a home, so like I'm not a fatherless daughter. But if your father was not intentional with his relationship with you, if he worked all the time, you never saw him, if he was the type where he came home and he was silent, he went into his room, he didn't have no conversations with you, none of that stuff happened, sis, you are a fatherless daughter, okay? And that is the type of fatherlessness that really creeps up on you because you don't even look, this is not even something that you're looking for because your father was there. Mm -hmm. But what I noticed that these particular women, the, the women whose fathers were there but emotionally unavailable, they seek attention a lot. They are looking for attention from anyone who is going to give it to them good or bad they're looking for that affirmation from people that they did not receive from their father and they will get it by any means necessary and i'm talking yeah. about if they have to dress how they need to dress if they have to act a certain way even if it's like ratchet raunchy rude or whatever however they feel that they have to present themselves in order to get attention good or bad they will absolutely do you know, yeah. these women are looking for this attention because they just did not have it. Yeah. So, you know, even to go a little bit further into what this um, man was asking, some of the things that a woman can do is A, to identify if her father was absent, deceased, or physically there and emotionally unavailable, but then to notice what types of things are triggering to her. So if people are saying stuff to you about your attitude, if you are receiving the same types of criticism all the time, you know, whether it is that, you know, you um, get defensive when somebody is trying to, to give you some constructive criticism, whether you shut down when you're having a relation, a relational um, discussion, like something that is dealing with heavy emotions. If you are always um, trying to be the center of attention, if you have no qualms about giving your body to whoever, wherever, for whatever reason, like if you know that you do not understand how intimacy can be built outside of sex, if you're always stumbling through relationships, having no idea like what a healthy relationship looks like, things of that nature, these are all things that you can start to examine about mm -hmm. yourself. And if you feel like the relationship with your father is not one where you felt like you had everything that you needed from him, then you can start trying to figure out, well, what is it that I really needed from him to begin with? Like, start yeah. with that. What did I really need? And what didn't I get? And how did that make me feel? Like just asking yourself these type of introspective questions will get you on the road to at least seeing if you're a fatherless daughter, how you feel about that and how it has shown up in your relationships. Gotcha. Yeah, that that makes perfect sense. It's it's um e even like with me, like um the revelation and I talked about it a few times, even though even though my mom watches the show, she's like, why? Why did you say that? And then she's like, you know what? It was it was true, though. I, I found myself early on hindsight speaking now, but really being super hyper focused on affection. Mm -hmm. And this is what I chased for many years. And I and and I, I always talk about chasing the affection, but not chasing someone that's compatible for me. 
Mm. I wanted that more than everything else. And you start making all of these these decisions and things blow up and and you're really not looking at who I am and what I need. It's I want the affection. And then when I really went back, my parents, mom and dad were like kind of just they love, but they never I never saw them kiss or hug. Or, mm-hmm. So I wanted that. I didn't realize that that's what it was until later, 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 maybe well into my 30s. I was okay. like, wait. Why am I so pressed for that? Mm-hmm. And I'm ignoring all the other stuff. And I was like, aha. But like I said, we said earlier in the show, most people don't want to go back that far because they think that that part's irrelevant. Like, oh, I was a kid. Like, how did that affect me dating? And, um, right. and I'm 35. Um, let me get some of these comments because it looks like I missed <laughs> quite a bit of them. Um, um, dope discussions with Erica when you're talking about um, fatherless daughters just wanting to feel safe. She said, yes, we just want to feel safe. Um, Triumphant TV is talking about a panel that I was on with men. We just had this conversation about how to protect our women. Mm-hmm. That's a conversation, especially for black men, that we got to have like often. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Giovanni Jackson says, what if you have never felt a connection with your father nor ever missed him? Mm. You know what? Like, that's a real question. That is a real question. And even with people who have never felt a connection and who don't miss them, there is something that you did not receive in that relationship. And a lot of times it looks like you not really understanding how to give and receive love. You know, it might look like you not wanting to accept help from anyone. You not wanting to ask for help when you need it. You not wanting to be vulnerable. Like, cause you look at vulnerability as a weakness. It mm-hmm. might show up as you being emotionally unavailable and just like, you know, wanting people to know you on the surface, but not very deeply. Like I'm only going to let you go, but so far yep. you're not getting past this wall. You know what I mean? Um, it might look like you needing to see relationships look a specific way. And if it falls out of this box, I don't want it. It may look like you, instead of wanting to work out the issues that you have, you're quite easily cutting people off. You know what? Like, I'm not even going to do this. Like that's, you're that's done. that control you were talking about earlier. Yes. Control. Yeah. 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 Like all of these things, like not, not being able to accept a man being a covering for you and a protector mm-hmm. for you, you know? Like all of these things is how that shows up. And it may not be um, blatant. It may be subtle variations mm-hmm. of this, but you really have to search for it because although you don't miss your father, and I hope it's because you had a male figure in your life that really spoke into you, but if it's not, then you really have to look at some of these things and see like, you know, how you've been showing up in relationships. Yeah. This, this, um, let me read this comment and then I want to, I want to piggyback on what you said. Dope Discussions with Erica podcast says, I told myself for years that I didn't miss my father, but I missed what a father would have provided. I always long for a father figure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's the thing. Because when I speak to my clients, like one of the things that I speak to them about, especially if I have clients who have daughters who are also fatherless daughters, the one thing I tell them is that 
does your daughter have a male mentor that can speak into her, that can show her, you know, what it is to be in a relationship with a man, even though it's not coming from her biological father? Because if she has that, she's going to get that relational experience. She's going to be able to mm -hmm. see that even though it's not in a, um, a marriage relationship between you and her father, but just having that experience, you know, understanding what it's like to be covered by a man, you yeah. know, that right there is really what you want to experience because there is no way for you to really quantify that outside of actually feeling it and experiencing it for yourself. Yeah. Giovanni also says, uh, no, I didn't mother, mother and father unavailable. Mm. So yeah. 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 That's, um, that, that's a lot like, like, uh, and, and it's kind of tangential to this, but it but you'll see where I'm going with this when I say mm -hmm. this. There's a lot of things that I feel like we kind of hold subconsciously um, that we don't realize is there. Like we're talking about fatherless daughters, but something that I even realized that just happened underneath the radar for me was when I got when I was in a marriage many moons ago um, and I got divorced and it was amicable. So I thought that because we didn't part as enemies, that I was good. Mm -hmm. But my behavior after the divorce said otherwise. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking I'm good. I'm drinking more. I'm reckless. Mm -hmm. I'm choosing partners that I probably shouldn't have been with because I only had one requirement, that they weren't her. I didn't look at anything else. Right. And I didn't realize years later that that behavior, even though we weren't enemies, it was someone that I had been with for a certain amount of time and we were now detached. Whether it was good or bad, it was a part of my my routine. Yeah. And it was and it was taken away. And I had to find my own way to cope. I bought a brand new car. I did mm -hmm. all of this stuff mm -hmm. that it was just crazy, but it's that stuff that, that kind of lies like right underneath your shell that you don't even realize is driving you. Yeah. And I, and I wanted to make that point because the same thing I think kind of lends itself for a lot of women that are fatherless daughters. You don't realize that this is driving your decisions yes. until you actually take a step back and really look at because most of us have a pattern, <laughs> whether, yeah. whether we want to admit it or not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, that, I just wanted to throw that in there because you really and it, and it requires you to 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 sit with yourself and really go through and and or a coach or a therapist or whatever right. you feel like because we don't always have all the answers. But when you sit down and you really look at your pattern, you're going to see a lot of stuff that's common mm -hmm. across those people, and and then you gotta once again. You're the common denominator. Yeah. Once you realize you're the common denominator, then you have to go back even further and say, why? How did I even start on this trajectory? Right. And then right. that's where you can start to kind of heal, because now at least, you know, whether you're getting help to find that out or you or you can kind of figure it out on yourself. That's the, the meat and potatoes of how you then start to heal. And then you can start making better decisions and better informed decisions and more intelligent decisions because the, the this this whole dating relationship thing out and i know you know it is oh it drives me nuts yeah. just to see how people don't even really pay attention 
to, and it's not just now. I mean, I, uh, historically, people just don't pay attention to what they're getting themselves into, and you don't mm-hmm. even realize that you're repeating, you're repeating, you're repeating because you're chasing that high over yeah. and over and over again. Yes, and, and you yes. don't, you don't realize that you're chasing a high. You think you found your 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 new man, and he yeah. gonna be my man, and and then yeah. you find out later. Wait a minute, I chose him because I felt like he was protecting me, but. All the other stuff I need, he didn't wait. He didn't even have, mm-hmm. you know. And then it's that, it's that. And then what you do is you leave that because it's toxic or whatever. And then you go find another dude just like him. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like I'm so glad that you said that. Like you said so many things that were gold because I feel like what we really don't understand and what a lot of us have not been taught is how to process our feelings. First of all, how to even identify how we are feeling, but then how do we process it? How do we then nurture ourselves? How do we then vocalize what we need in the moment in order to be supported? So with you, like you're saying that after the after the divorce that you were just like, you know, being with different women, you were drinking more, you bought all these expensive things. All of those things were the response to the pain that you had not yet processed. And a lot of us, like, we just don't even understand how to do that. We weren't taught that. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that our grandparents were born into the silent generation. They didn't say Mm -hmm. nothing. Okay. Like they were completely mum about everything that was going on. Everything was a secret. Don't you dare tell our family um, secret outside of this home. Nobody's not supposed to know that you did this and that, all of this. Then our parents now were born to grandparents who were a part of the silent generation. So they only taught them that you need to be silent about what's going on. You need to not ever tell family business outside of the confines of this house. And whatever you're going through, you need to suck it up because we got work to do. We got things to do over here. We don't have time to process these emotions. And so now we are not being taught any of that. And we are now with our generation having to figure out, well, how do I process my emotions? What have I been feeling? Like, what do I actually need here? How can I actually tell somebody that this is what I need? All of these things we are learning ourselves. Right. And we are now teaching our children. But until we do that, like we will absolutely just trauma dump all over the place. We will absolutely have trauma response after trauma response to things. And some people don't even realize that what they're doing now is a trauma response. You know, this, you know, shopping to excess, the serial monogamy, going from one relationship to another without processing anything, you know, the eating, the traveling, you know, for Mm -hmm. escapism, all of these different things. Like I mentioned some of these on my platform that, but we can really medicate ourselves with almost anything. So long as we look at it as a distraction, because we don't want to do the work of actually feeling the feelings, processing them, and actually sitting with ourselves to understand how can we get past this. And until we do that, we continue these cycles over and over and over again to infinitum. Yeah, yeah. I I definitely, um, even just as a man, um, I can I can I can identify with with a lot of that because like for me, my trauma response was I wasn't going to be emotionally available. I wasn't going to allow anyone to make me feel the pain 
that I felt from, you know, a few people that came before. So I inserted myself into situations just enough, but not too far. That's because it. I didn't want to go into vulnerability land mm -hmm. and, and stay there and then run the risk of being hurt again. And so yeah. I went from date to date to whatever, mm -hmm. and no one ever really got all of what they really should have gotten from me. And then right. I, I like I always tell people I was I was a serial ghoster. I didn't mm -hmm. want to even deal with I didn't want to feel none of that. So of I course. would just <laughs> yeah. And I would do that and not and, and I would shut certain parts of myself off because I didn't want to feel I didn't mm -hmm. want to feel that. And yeah. I know a lot of women do that too. Yeah. Um I did that for 17 years. So trust yeah. me, I know it. Like I would chuck those deuces real quick if something happened, like, oh, okay, we're getting a little bit too close here, or or he did something I didn't like. I'm not talking about nothing. I'm gonna be bye. Okay, yeah. like I'm yeah. out. <laughs> so yeah. I get it, trust me. Yeah. So it, it's uh let me make sure I didn't miss. oh mind your madness experience says most people are are liking to choose uh oh something else just popped up um are liking to choose their mother or father because of this it's essential to heal those wounds so that you don't create the cycle instead you have the power to break it mm -hmm. yeah um yeah. mind mind your madness experience says wow indeed a trauma response I'm so excited you're going to be on that panel. You will add so much value. Yeah, it's it's um I, I like doing I told you this before the show. I love doing these things because this is something that we didn't grow up with, being mm -hmm. able to see people going through the same things we've been through. And and I know there's some ladies on here that that can identify with you and seeing that there's other people out here and seeing the face and hearing the voice, and that alone. Um, empowers people to hopefully want change for their lives because yeah. we're not getting any younger. And, and and once you once you start really getting to a certain age, and I'm not talking about 80, but once you start getting to a certain age, this time matters way more than it did when you was 21. Yes. And yeah. <laughs> who wants to go through hell on time Listen. number 20? Like, we don't want to keep doing <laughs> We don't want to keep doing it. So what I want to do is I want to try to get us now. We on the down slope here. Uh, I want to make sure. I think we covered like we just ran through like all the. I didn't even look at the bullet points, but I think we 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 inadvertently ran through. Um, let me see here. Uh, so so now let's let's um segue into um things that women can do to start the process of mm -hmm. getting to a better space. And then from that, we're going to go into what you offer. Okay. That makes sense. So, yeah, it does. So okay. the one thing that I would say that women really need to start with is to have the desire to understand how your father loss affected you. And the way you can start to do that is to just be curious about who you are. Like, just as you are curious about the people that you like, that you want to get to know, start getting curious about yourself in that way. You know, I realize that many of us do not know ourselves as deeply as we think that we do. And mm -hmm. because we feel like because we've lived with ourselves all these time, like all these years, rather, that we know ourselves. And many of us don't. 
Like you don't understand how you really feel about things. You don't understand like what your values actually are. You don't know how to articulate like what your needs and desires are. If somebody were to ask you, if somebody walked up to you right now and said, hey, what do you want in relationships? Like, what do you really, really want? Could you tell them? You know, if somebody mm -hmm. asks you who you are outside of your job, if you're a mom or whatever it is, could you really tell them who you are? And if you know that you can't, then you need to spend some real time with yourself figuring out like, what are your interests? You know, um, what do you like to do? How do you like to be loved? You know, all mm -hmm. of these different things. Like there's so much that you can ask yourself. Any right. of the things that you would want to know from somebody that you're dating, those are the questions that you should also be answering for yourself because you wanna be able to know yourself deeply enough so mm -hmm. that when you, are now presented with a relationship um, partner or whatever it is that you're able to share that with them. The, the yeah. next thing that I would say is absolutely to learn how to nurture yourself. Like you need to understand how to prioritize your needs and desires for yourself. You know, yeah. like self-nurturing is very key. You can't let anybody else know how you need to be supported, what you yeah. like if something happens to you, if you have not done it for yourself, if you've not tested it out in the field, if you've not done the things in order for you to know like what it really is that makes you feel seen, supported, deeply understood and cared for. Like you have to do those things for yourself first. And I want to add to that too. Um, that space that you're talking about that 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 women should get to, when really everyone should really get to that kind of space. When you're in this space, this is where you can really look at what your boundaries are. Mm -hmm. You won't be able to see that when your when when your vision is cloudy. Um, because I came to that realization at a point um, not that long before I met my wife, where I was. I had gotten to that space that you just talked about. And then when I went, would go out and meet people, it was different. Like I, I, I was telling, I was telling women, no, mm -hmm. I'm not going to allow this to happen. I'm not going to, they hated it, but I can't go, but this far, I mm -hmm. can't do this because I got to make sure that I, I prioritize, like you're not coming to my house on day two. I have right. things to lose. We're not going to, all the stuff that I would have never said in the past, it just mm -hmm. looked different. And once I existed in that space and I didn't let just anything come and I was open, that's when I met my wife. Yeah. That's when I was like, okay. And she was ready at the same time and it just kind of worked. But if I hadn't sat myself down and really got to a point where I understood what I was or wasn't going to deal with mm -hmm. you. You can't. And, and also to piggyback on that even further, when you're in that space that allows you to open yourself up to coaching it opens yourself up to looking back and figuring out yeah. what's going on. If you never do that, you're going to be in a perpetual state of chaos in your right. head, in your life, in your heart. And that, and, and we don't want, I don't want, you don't want, people to live this existence because it takes away like we talking about stress and anxiety mm -hmm. and all in mental health and it, it's it's bigger <laughs> it's bigger than just those couple tears that you may be crying tonight yeah. it's yeah. it's huge and once you really look at your life where you are where you want to go you got to sit yourself down and say like i said we're going to talk about what you what you um offer as well but if somebody else got to help you figure it out, do that. 
Mm-hmm. You have access to information and services that we never had before. Yeah. Please use it. Um, so as we wrap up the show, tell the ladies what you have um, as far as what your services you have to offer and where can they find you? Okay, absolutely. So I am the creator of uh, Her Suite, and that is a few different spaces for fatherless daughters to learn, grow, and heal. You can uh, join me in my private Facebook group, Her Coalition, and that is where we actually discuss uh, a lot of the topics that we're talking about here. Um, I do weekly teachings with them there, and um, it's just a safe space for really for us to really feel supported. We can love on each other, and we can ask the questions that we want to ask there. Um, there are no men allowed. It's only women in that mm-hmm. space, so it feels really safe for them. So <laughs> <laughs> we got that. But then if you feel like you need more than that, then I also have Her Way uh, Relationship Intensive. And that is my 10-week program where I take women through the process of first understanding their father story and how that relates to the relationships that they've been having. Um, I also teach them how to understand their fear-based responses because the limiting beliefs that we have um, developed around our father not being there have caused us to have certain reactions to things and be triggered by things. So we bring those up, we take a look at those. And then we also work on transparent truth statements because that's how we're going to now be able to ask the people that were in relationship with us to partner with us to really build this safe Mm -hmm. space that our relationships can thrive in. So I use this program to really walk alongside you as you are processing your pain, as you're getting to the root of what has been happening to you, why you've been feeling the way you feel, and I give you the tools for you to now attract and maintain the amazing relationships that you deserve. Because ultimately, my goal is to make sure that fatherless daughters everywhere understand that they deserve amazing relationships and nothing they've done, no experience they've had disqualifies them from that. You know, it doesn't matter about the mistakes they've made, it doesn't matter about the things that they didn't know we are going to make sure that you understand that you deserve these amazing relationships and now have the tools to both attract and maintain it. So if you are looking to be in relationship with me in that way, then you can go to BernadetteJackson.com forward slash her way to apply for that program. Cool. So so real quick on the um, contact part, if they go to BernadetteJackson.com, can they kind of see most of the stuff that you just talked about or... Yeah. Does it, does it stem from there? Yeah, definitely. If you go to BernadetteJackson.com, you can see all of the things that I do, but you can also like find me on Instagram. So mm-hmm. on Instagram, it is Bernadette N. Jackson. And you have, you'll be able to go to the link in my bio and see all of my links there. They'll have the link to the relationship um, intensive. There'll be the link to my podcast, the link to um, her coalition, which is my private Facebook group, all of the things. So if you just follow me on IG, you'll be able Mm -hmm. to get um, connected with me on everything else that we spoke about. Okay. And I'll make sure, ladies and gentlemen, that that goes into the show notes when I upload the podcast. So you'll have a reference point um, to get all of that stuff. And um, so y'all can get ladies, get with her, please. Y'all heard this, this amazing show tonight. Um, And, and I'm sure she'll agree. Like we have to start championing relationships and love and 
and really being um, equipped with the things we need to to make these things last because yeah. this stuff is, is under attack. Marriage is under attack. Relationships are under attack. Mm-hmm. And and it's a lot of us out here that don't, that, that we need to kind of course correct some of this stuff. A lot of folks that's on here now, it's a lot of coaches on here now um, that, that, that think the same way. Um, and, and we all, and to, and, and to you as well, we all support each other. So, um, let's just grow this thing, ladies and gentlemen, let's, let's, let's not give up on each other. Let's not give up on love. Let's not give up on, on us connecting with each other. And, um, yeah, I think that, I think that this has been, I, I, I like, I like this show. Like I say, I say this about a lot of them, but I like this information. I'm sure everybody else that that has watched and that will watch will get a lot of value out of it and and and, and follow you if nothing else follow you yeah. but especially um you know utilize some of her services because i'm gonna tell you right now um if you're on here you for for whatever she may charge you for the service it's worth you not having to go another decade doing the same crap yeah tell me right now Stop talking about oh it's it's twenty dollars it's this is stop <laughs> y'all be uh, if I see another Gucci purse uh, okay. y'all better stop, y'all better stop it <laughs> <laughs> you, you better start with your personal development and work down from there okay. so anyway <laughs> on that note we gonna wrap this show up thank you everybody for um, joining the show commenting all the commenters and those of you that are um, going to watch on the replay make sure you put hashtag replay so I know you were there. And we're gonna wrap it up. Thank you again. We definitely gonna connect. Oh yeah, oh, talk yeah. talk to them, tell them about the clubhouse next week. We can't oh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, let's do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Okay, so next week on Clubhouse, um, myself and a couple of friends who are also coaches are going to be having a series called Love Languages or Trauma Responses. So it's going to be all next week is a five-part series, June 7th to the 11th, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we're definitely going to have like the flyers up and um, I'll likely have a link to it in my bio. So check it out. You want to be in a room there because a lot of us really think that our love languages are what they are simply because that's what we need. And a lot of it, we don't understand that these are trauma responses. So we're going to be diving deep into that conversation. People don't really quite understand what trauma responses are. And so you want to be in a room for that conversation. Thank you. Because I forgot about that. We we got to push each other. So, yeah. so that's going to be seven. You said seven p.m. every day next week, Monday through through Friday. Yes. Okay. Yes. So so if you miss one day, you come back the next day and get it in, y'all. Mm-hmm. And if it. you if you are on Clubhouse, you said you're going to start circulating a flyer or something at some point. We, yeah. We going. I'm gonna make sure that I that I get all of that stuff on my platform as well because I'm probably going to jump in on a day or two. Cool. Um, cool. So we can push people there um, and and get some of this get some of these lessons and some mm-hmm. of this healing. Let's get it in. So on that That's note, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you again. We're going to have you back. We're going to do some other stuff. Like I said, I have, you have um, some folks you collaborate with. I got a bunch of coaches I collaborate with and mm-hmm. let's just get this, let's get this thing going. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, all for so it. yeah. Thank you again. And we're going to wrap this up. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all have a fantastic day. Okay, everybody wants good love, that's true, I know Derrick Jones about to break it down with the relationship gumbo Welcome to the podcast, ain't no doubt we
we all need this, ayy Cause better relationships need better ingredients, ayy So if you want better relations, it's about communication Finding love, staying together, we all wanna make it better, yeah Derrick Jones the host, your relationship coach Thank you all for tuning in, relationship gumbo